When we consider how Adam and Eve sinned in paradise, we see there a model for understanding our own sin, our own behaviour. After initially refusing Satan's temptation, the second time Eve listened to those words of Satan. She engaged with them. And by listening, she imagined herself being equal with God through the eating of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And so eventually then, finally she sinned both in action and her deeds and thoughts. She yielded to Satan's assault, consented to this temptation, listened to his words. And then of course, she went on to draw another into her sin, which we so often see in our sinfulness. Almost like a contagion, we spread that sin to others. When God discovered the first two people ashamed and afraid, he questioned them, not because he was ignorant of anything. He wasn't ignorant of what they'd done. But God questions them to give them an opportunity to repent, to confess their sins to him. But when they're questioned, rather than taking God's opportunity to repent, because God didn't want to expel them from paradise, it was not God's will that death enter into their lives. He offers them this opportunity by questioning them that they may confess and turn and return to him. But in the face of these questions, the first people tried to excuse themselves, blaming others. Each of them blamed someone else. And we see this in our own sins and our own falls. We see this model acting again and again. When we are obedient to God's commandments, his grace brings us peace, it brings us comfort, it brings us contentment. We sense the, the closeness of God and we sense his protection over us. But disobedience leaves our conscience uneasy, unsettled. We, we enter that reality of Adam's disobedience. Disobedience and a reality that brings death to both body and soul. And Adam's sin, of course, brings death to body and soul, to all of humanity. Physical death is simply separation of the soul from the body. It's an unnatural state. And of course, on the final day, every person will be resurrected because Christ's resurrection raises humanity every person, their soul and body will be reunited, ready for judgment, ready for their eternal reward. And if physical death then is simply separation of the body and the soul, let us recognize that spiritual death is separation of the soul from God. A far worse condition, a more terrifying condition. And when we taste just in a small way, the loss of God's grace, we, we know it's discomfort, it's, it's disturbance. We know a small taste of that bitterness. 
and how much more terrible is complete separation from God. We must hear Christ in his commandments, calling us, calling us and giving us an opportunity to avoid this, this eternal condition of bitterness, bitterness that will have no end. And eternal separation is more horrific than any of us can imagine. But worse even than simply being separated from God is that in this darkness, the furthest darkness from God, this furthest separation from God, we won't even be alone. We will be in the company of the demons who have also been condemned to that outer darkness. Christ, the new Adam, through his love, through his obedience to God, obedience even to the cross, restores us not just to a, an earthly paradise, but to a, a heavenly paradise, a spiritual paradise in heaven. Let us then dismiss our own will as Christ did, that we may enter his victory over both physical and spiritual death. Let us see and let us know that disobedience gives rise to death, but obedience, obedience to Christ's commandments is the path to eternal life. <laughs>